I'm probably going to hell for this episode. <laughs> you just tell me at the end of this everything you need taken out so that you don't get in trouble and it will be taken out. So we're talking about a thousand nads. We're talking about 500 guys. I was homeschooled. That's homeschool math right there. Homeschool math. Yeah. Been a while, Pastor Rich, since we've delved into Christian tweets. Far too long. On this show. I don't think you, you, you've never actually done Christian tweets with us, have you? I never have, yeah. This is a first for me. This will be a uh, this will be an adventure. And I know that you're a uh, you you have a uh, an, shall we say an evangelical brand that is far different than my own. So uh, if if the time comes when we get into this folder that you need to pull a Richard Clark and, <laughs> and just go strategically silent for about 90 seconds, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I think the listeners are too. Yeah, I I wouldn't say our our brands are are so much different. If if I can say I, even I have a brand, but um, parallel lines that that touch in many places, right? <laughs> Overlap, intertwine. Um. Yeah. So if you're new to this show, uh, what we do is we scour Christian Twitter and in some cases Christian Facebook and pull tweets from thought leaders and authors and pastors who are trying to be profound, but who somehow get it wrong. And we just have a really good time making fun of them because I feel like somebody needs to, somebody, somebody needs in the church needs to have this role. Uh, and it falls to us, pastor rich. It falls Amen. to on sexy Bible time. Amen. Uh, Christian culture, notoriously notorious for taking itself too seriously. Not the case on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Absolutely. All right, so we keep a folder, uh, all of the the minds behind Fun Sexy Bible Time, and we dump all of the suspect tweets into the folder. Uh, so let's let's jump into the folder, Pastor Rich. Let's do it. Let's get in there. I'd like to start with a little Barney Piper. Can we can we do that? Yeah. Can we get the <laughs> part of this Bible. Uh, I, I'd like to shout out who sent this to me, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> it was it was Richard Clark. Richard Clark sent this <laughs> one to me. Because um, Barnabas Piper deleted this tweet when somebody let him know that he had been fooled. But we, oh. we capped it. And we got it, Barney. So, Barnabas Piper uh, quote tweeted Click Hole, which if you're not familiar with Click Hole... <laughs> Coal is not real. <laughs> it's it's a, a branch of the onion <laughs> empire. Yes. And the click hole tweet is, uh, it's talking about Colin Kaepernick's Nike ad. And the click hole tweet is PR disaster. Nike is under fire after it releases an ad featuring a photo of Colin Kaepernick. That was way too close up. <laughs> Which is a, it's a solid, solid satirical burn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lost on Barney Piper who saw that took it at face value and quote tweeted it with the caption. Someone doesn't really understand how PR works and it's not Nike. (laughs) 
Yeah. Got click him. Hole. Got him, Barnabas Piper. <laughs> way, to, way to teach Click Hole a lesson. You burned him. So I, I feel like this was probably up for about 20 minutes uh, mm-hmm. until someone replied to the tweet and said, oh, dude, like that's that's satire. Like you, That's not real. It's, it was a joke. Yeah, I always like... I think the Babylon Bee gets a lot of that, too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gotten more renowned. But like when, when Babylon Bee first came out, my, my Facebook timeline was filled with old people who just missed the point and were like outraged about every single... Can you believe this is happening? They're like, Grandpa, it's not it's not real. Now social media is filled with people who actually got the joke and are outraged by the Babylon Bee. Right. Yeah, there's some of that, too. So, I will just leave that one alone. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave the Babylon Bee alone for today. Um, I don't know. Where, where would you like to go next? I mean, we could get Ann Voskamp out of the way um, if if you feel like we need to, or we can save her for the end. Where's the spirit leading you today, Pastor Rich? Uh, um, yeah, if you'll if you'll take Ann Voskamp, <laughs> let's let that one out early. Um, make sure we get rid of all the riffraff listeners. Uh, this it, it feels almost sacrilegious to do Ann Voskamp without Casey around. <laughs> this this is really her spiritual gift is uh, the Ann Voskamp experience. So anyway, let's let's look at Ann Voskamp. This is from her Facebook page. This is each Facebook post is like fifteen hundred words, so I just clip like a like a paragraph from it. Mm-hmm. And it begins dot dot dot. So yeah, there's a whole lot of us who are hurting over broken hearts, God, and we're broken over hurting bodies and hard decisions and big messes. <laughs> really the, the the choice of words and the, the order of words <laughs> uh, I mean I'm gonna be honest and it, it sounds like you're just describing uh, sex as a parent with kids like yeah like as a 30 something year old uh, hurting bodies uh, yeah, hard decision. That's the hard decisions part. You go a couple different ways on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll skip the obvious joke and just say that hard decision is, you know, do we stay up the extra hour and a half it will take to get our kids to sleep? Yeah, yeah, I've had that conversation more than once. <laughs> so, hurting bodies, hard decisions, and big messes. It it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. Pastor Rich. <laughs> a work of a true work of art. And, and like no, no one like ever makes jokes about it. I don't know. I don't understand because she consistently, you, yeah, she, yeah. Well, she's she's consistently so self serious, <laughs> and and I genuinely do like Ann Voskamp. I mean, I think that she has some good things to say. Um, but it's yeah. I mean. It, Everything is kind of like life or death with her, and and there's yeah like pages long posts of things that is all kind of that. I'm not in like I forget your your categories is like theological word salad and existential buffoonery. Existential buffoonery, yeah. And I don't know where that falls, but um, probably some kind of word salad. Like just she likes to throw in. 
Yeah, it's it's. I think Casey's got some theories on this. It's it's sometimes they overlap, but sometimes it it's it's more clearly a theological word salad where she's just. It's like a it's like a, almost like a verbal slurry that she's concocting. Right, but it's kind of like it's like a long poem, right? I mean, like when you read her stuff, because she's like using poetic language almost. <laughs> but it's rife with sexual imagery, and it's right, beautiful. rife with sexual it's, imagery. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, this one, this one is not a. Uh, this one is not adolescent humor, but it yeah. uh, it's I, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And Voskamp. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So turns out this planet is our one raft in the cosmos. And we, do, and we don't push each other out of the raft. We don't puncture one end of the raft. And we think, okay, and think we won't all start to sink. We don't hoard all the supplies at the other end of the raft and think, that won't be death to a, of us all in one way or another, but we bail for each other. We make room for each other. We hold on to each other and we become cruciform love for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cruciform. That is outstanding. Outstanding word it, use right there. Cruciform love for each other. We become, we become cruciform love for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I mean, is this a global warming tweet? Like what? All oh, that was one sentence. That was it the was. longest sentence of all time. Yeah, and it, both of these, looking at them side by side, it's so this one is dot dot dot. So turns out the last <laughs> one is dot dot dot. So yeah, like it's we're we're picking up like it's mid. These are the beginning of these. <laughs> It never branches. It's yeah. The everything is, has no beginning and no end. Right. It, all discussions begin and end with ellipses, and she's just picking up where she left off. <laughs> um, and that yeah, the, the the word picture that she paints there. Our planet is our one raft in the cosmos, and and so we're all on this raft, and we're floating through space, and so we can't we don't puncture the raft. We don't hoard the supplies at one end of the raft. I don't. I mean, that one. If you hoard the supplies, if you're at a raft full of people, and you can manage to hoard all the supplies on one end of the raft, it says you think that won't be the death of us all in one way or the other. It, I mean, it would kind of. If you could pull that off, I think you would survive longer, right? Yeah, I think you'd be the last one on the raft. Yeah, if you've got all the supplies, it's not going to kill us all. That's not an accurate statement. <laughs> I cannot I cannot proceed any further with this podcast until I receive assurances that you will become cruciform love for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um well, I'm going to I will make room for you and I will bail for you <laughs> and I will hold on to you. So, hey, if you expect me to not puncture one into the raft, <laughs> I offer no such assurances. <laughs> okay. If it goes south, I will puncture one end of the raft. <laughs> That'll show you. <laughs> like, it's a beautiful picture. I just don't know that it's it's exactly an accurate picture. But, all right. Uh, Bob Goff. Oh, you oh yeah. we're not going to make fun of Bob Goff. You, you've come to the wrong podcast. He's such a nice, likable guy. 
but yeah, yeah. yeah he says some silly things sometimes. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't get him far enough. We're still going to make fun of him, right? Bob at Bob Goff. When I say I don't have time, what I really lack is compassion. People own watches. Love owns time. Yeah. Bob, Bob, it, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> when I say I don't have time. If I if say, like, Matthew, I do not have time for you, it means I don't have compassion for you. Nor are you cruciform love. I'm not cruciform love for you. I'm puncturing the raft. I'm hoarding the supplies. But people, we own watches. Like, I own a watch. But you know who owns the time? You know who, Matthew? <laughs> it's love. <laughs> People own watches. Love owns. That's, I mean, that's existential buffoonery. I'm, yeah, I'm calling it. Like, that. I don't know that it tracks. I don't know that 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 holds up. <laughs> Love owns time. When I say it's, I don't have time, what I really like is compassion. Hey, what if you actually don't have time, Bob Goff? Yeah. What if What if you are spending all your time like helping your Compassion International kids, and I don't have time for you? Uh, when I put this one into the folder, I got some pushback from the other, uh, from the other hosts of Fun Sexy Bible Time, of like, no, 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 Bob Goff, he actually means it. Like he, he's a good guy. He does. Like he, he does legitimately mean it. I, I fully believe that he fully believes this. That's. And and my thing was, listen, how dare you bring facts into Fun Sexy Bible Time? <laughs> how dare you bring real world experience uh, into this show when we're about to make fun of somebody for a tweet? Right, yeah. No no one's above the law. No one. <laughs> huh. I I just I, I love that of uh, like the the snap judgment there of uh, if you don't have time if you don't have time for someone it's because you're not compassionate. Right. It's like, well, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe you just have to go to work. Like maybe <laughs> Maybe. Well, and that's, yeah, like any of those, like the, the, the black and white, like the, it is this or that, like creating the hard dichotomies. I mean, just, just kind of sets you up for disaster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bob Goff. We see you. We see you there, yeah. buddy. All right. Uh, Matt Chandler. Mm. Oh, man, tell you, you're, you, you know, you go into, go into Richard Clark mode here for a minute if you need to. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll sit this one out. You go. You go, Matthew. <laughs> Matt Chandler. Whoo. Okay. Truth becomes hard if it is not softened by love. <laughs> love becomes soft if it is not strengthened by truth. John Stott, Message of Ephesians, page one seventy two. That's irrelevant. The the only relevant <laughs> part of this is truth becomes hard if it is not softened by love. <laughs> Uh, i forgot what i tweeted in response to this but it was something like uh something like my youth pastor says you got to wait till you're married before you get softened by love (laughs) but maybe maybe matt chandler is like subtweeting john stott like maybe matt chandler saw the the irony in this too and he was like calling out john stott Again, using <laughs> using Freudian imagery that is just beautiful. 
becomes hard. right. I mean, there's no way. There's no way he doesn't see it. Like I've, I've met Matt Chandler. There's no way he doesn't see it. He seems like a nice guy. I, I don't. How can you like? Maybe everyone's just not as adolescent as, as we are here on Fun Sexy Bible Time because I saw this and just cracked up laughing like immediately when I saw it. Like yeah. there was just no thought. It was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> so you think it was intentional? You think he intentionally dropped that in there? I don't know, man. Like I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think through. Like, I wonder if he, like, with a wink and a smile, thinks he got away with something with that one. And we're just calling him out. Because, hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the... Because it's hard to even, like, read the pastoral... Like, I'm sure there's some truth in that. Truth becomes hard. <laughs> if it's not softened by love. Love becomes soft. If it's not strengthened by truth. I mean, so I guess it's the like comparing truth and love, which is in there. And that's in Ephesians. Yeah. I mean, he's basically still tweeting John MacArthur. Yeah. If you, if all you have is theology, but you don't actually love anybody, you're eventually going to turn into a, you know, a hard ass. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you for that, Matt Chandler. Yeah. Did you see the, like, Matt Chandler was on some sort of a, like, was on the news. I got interviewed. I think it was by Vice. Um, yeah, like something kind of unexpected yeah, about politics. Mm-hmm. And then, but they totally misspelled his name. So, like, and he kept retweeting it. But it was, it was not, it was like Mott Candler or something like, like, I don't know. And so he, like, couldn't not like self-promote himself mm-hmm. but it was clear that they the people that were interviewing had no idea who he was yeah <laughs> really. i saw that and i saw that they were asking him about like they're asking about why evangelicals supported trump and if it had anything to do with obama and he was he was like trying to criticize obama a little bit but he tried to soften it up by saying obama great man great man and i was like whoa i wonder if he's gonna get <laughs> roasted on twitter for that by the yeah theological yeah. right Cultural Marxist over there. Uh, cultural Marxism. <laughs> one day oh, Maddie. One day I'm going to do a, uh, a fun, sexy Bible time episode where it's nothing but me reading John Piper's timeline and Alex Jones's voice. <laughs> I would, I would pay money for that episode. Just, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Tweet the tweet the fun, sexy Bible time account if you think that's a good or a bad idea because I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to subject anybody to that if it's if, if they don't want to hear it. But I mean, just full on Alex Jones looking for conspiracy in every single John Piper tweet. Oh, we're talking about sexy stones, you know. What does that mean? I'm I'm green lighting this already. <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've received disturbing reports that they will open. They will reopen Heritage USA as a as a front for an SBC sponsored <laughs> Marxist retreat. <laughs> to the very top. All right, Eric uh, Erickson. Mm-hmm. At E. W. Erickson. 
Oh, this one's good. I'd forgotten how good this one was until I just pulled it up. As I see all the people preening about the massive numbers living in urban areas and how superior urban urban areas are, I'm reminded there is a theology of cities and very little of it is good. In scripture, the first cities were built by Cain and his descendants. Boom! Eric Harrison dropping the fire on city folk. Right. I mean, and again, this is like the you you overcorrected too far like that's <laughs> it's too extreme of a response like, yeah yeah i mean there's a like there's there's a hint of like a like a point in there of like yeah just because you live in a city doesn't mean you're better than the rest of us but maybe don't pin the entire you know cane <laughs> episode on somebody just because they don't live in a rural area right i mean the like the 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 shining city on a hill and the like the city in the end of revelation 21 i mean like that's that's usually where people go when they're like praising cities that it's a good thing <laughs> it's like there's not it's not that like satan lives in cities and jesus lives in farmland like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i do i do get his frustration like having spent most of my life in rural areas like the when when pastors talk about like the only the only things that matter are cities, like yeah, okay, like that's too far as well. But I don't know. <laughs> like go for go for balance. No, go for like scorched earth. <laughs> yes, yeah, just carpet bomb the entire <laughs> the entire uh, the entire landscape here. Maybe a good maybe another good example of from Christian Twitter of why uh, increased characters was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, because with what was it 120 originally like you probably couldn't have made that entire point mm-hmm. he would have been uh, he would have been backed into a more concise yeah concise yeah. tweet <laughs> right which he yeah probably would have benefited from <laughs> so uh, going with the Richard Clark I keep dropping Richard Clark's name that's the last time we won't do it again Going with the um, going with his theory on on Twitter that every tweet is a subtweet. Who mm-hmm. is the subtweet to here? Like which which Christian figure is he subtweeting right now? I've definitely seen the discussion he's subtweeting. I mean, this is definitely a subtweet of somebody, and that I mean, typically that's Keller's um, realm of influence. Is the cities are the will be the salvation of the world, but I. I don't think it was Keller this time that was having that discussion. I don't know. But what are your thoughts? Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I'd like to call your attention to the fact that Tim Keller's last name is the same as Helen Keller, known, <laughs> uh, renowned Marxist. Is that a coincidence? I, I, I don't know. It is. I'm just calling attention to it. What does it mean? Was Helen Keller a Marxist? Yeah, she was a communist at the end really? of her life. Yeah. Uh, very very sympathetic. Good, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> good for Whatever. <laughs> very sympathetic to the uh, the communist cause. We'll put it that way. But, yeah. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe like a you know, maybe something they consider. Maybe she wouldn't have been terribly useful on the uh, on the collective farms. You know, right. maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Helen Keller. What, what are we basing this on here? I don't know. I mean, I mean, Helen. It seems like you, you you did benefit a little bit from the free enterprise system. 
She, I mean, yeah, she could go both ways. I mean, I'm definitely may, maybe is the model of like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but I'm pretty sure she just roasted Helen Keller for her disability. That's definitely coming out of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we, we love Helen Keller. Native Richard, Richard Clark would have other things to say, but <laughs> Native Native Alabamian Helen Keller. Is that true? Yeah, she is. Uh, when, when we did the state quarters, she was on our state quarter. I think. I really need to read up on Helen Keller. Brush up on my. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see here. Just speaking of that, like general, like historical things. I love I love when Columbus Day rolls around and like all of the. Well, actually, Columbus was, <laughs> and like people just bringing in like hard, <laughs> like. <laughs> He was the worst, and and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to argue against that. But you saw uh, Shane Claiborne's tweet, right? I think so. Because uh, I I definitely made fun of him for it, but I'll go back and we'll just we'll go we'll retroactively add this to the folder. Uh, Shane Claiborne's um, Columbus Day tweet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> At Shane Claiborne. Someone asked if we take a day off for hashtag Columbus Day. I said, no, we work extra hard today to subvert colonialism, patriarchy, and white supremacy. Nice. Yeah. And you said, sir, this is a lifeline. <laughs> I remember. That's why I saw it. Because you. Uh, hey, hey, Shane Claymore, settle down. Settle down, big fella. Like, just. Just. Drink a Pepsi or something. Just like sit on the couch for like twenty minutes, man, without spazzing out over something. Like it'll be okay. Like we'll be all right. Just, just relax. Well, and the scary thing is, I specifically somebody I, I called somebody, and it was you know very much a, a blue collar kind of place, like an auto body shop or something. It was I needed something done on Martin Luther King Day. And I called and I was like, just making sure you're open today. And they were like, of course we're working today. Like, why would we know? Like, it was, it was the same thing, but the opposite. So I will not bow to the political correctness that per- pervades <laughs> us like an open sore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, just, just be, be careful what you're, <laughs> what stand you're taking. Uh, <laughs> protesting holidays. I mean, yeah, I think for the most part, we just, if you get a day off work, take a day off work. <laughs> like, don't make it a, I don't know. All right. Speaking <laughs> of a day off work, uh, let's talk about the marriage bed. Again, we're venturing into uh, Casey's domain here. But, mm-hmm. uh, Casey, Casey ain't here, so we got to do the best we can with this one. Casey like introduced you to the marriage bed, right? Like that was that it's, was her find. It's her, it's her wheelhouse. Um, yeah, we you know she she's given us uh, uh, very uh, very limited permissions to do the marriage bed tweets when she's not on the show, um, but she always gets first first uh, first choice on the marriage okay. bed tweets. Okay. From oh, this is at the marriage bed. If you're unfamiliar with them, Casey did something on them a couple shows ago where she talked about them for like half an hour. They are a Christian <laughs> marriage and sex advice account, and they are incredible. This is their tweet. It doesn't read, quote, 
Adam knew Eve, his wife, in the dark, face to face, without touching her below the waist. Hashtag sex tip. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. I don't even know where to begin. Um, it doesn't, like, okay, straw man, straw man alert. Right. Like, who is, we're, we're arguing against something that I don't believe exists. Like, who is actually saying <laughs> that, that Adam and Eve were... Uh, it doesn't it doesn't read Adam knew his wife dot 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 anything it doesn't read anything other than Adam <laughs> knew Eve his wife <laughs> so like, to like, argue who are these phantom theologians like arguing that Adam and Eve weren't allowed to finger bang each other like <laughs> I I don't think they're there I think marriage <laughs> that is just straw manning this one right uh it does Okay, Adam's in the dark, face to face. Face to face. <laughs> so, implying there's other other positions. I, I right. Mean, it, it lends itself to the idea that they're just standing up, like in a face to face, like just standing there, like a, guys. Uh okay. I, yeah, I mean. And what's the point of this? Like, what? Is, what are they? What are they? Yeah. What are they going for here? Like, how is this a hashtag sex tip? <laughs> yes. Like the Bible doesn't say this. So, sex tip. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm going to do my best to interpret this. My best interpretation of this is that they are trying to encourage. Christian husbands and wives that, that, that anything like above just basic sex is okay. Like anything outside of that is okay. Like it's okay to do the, shall we say ancillary activities. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that's what they're trying to do of like trying to like deconstruct some of that shame and being like, no, like you don't have to just use sex for procreation. Like if you can just have fun with it, as long as it's inside the bounds of marriage and that's good. God has blessed that. Yeah, that is my best, the most generous reading for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it it just it took us a while to get there. Yes, it's a weird way to to make the case. And I'm sure they have tweets about what to do when it takes you a long time to get there, too. So, yeah, I'm sorry for that. I know you have a reputation. (laughs) I had to get that that joke in there. Well, no, it's it is. It's good. It's the marriage bed. And they're Uh, Christians talking to Christians about um, what the Bible has to say about. I'm 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 pro all of those things, Matthew. I don't know if you know. <laughs> you know who else is, is is pro all of those things is Jordan Peterson. <laughs> is he Jordan Peterson? Uh, reading the marriage bed account. Uh, oh, you know, you, and you you've got these people telling you that that you you can you can only use missionary sex uh, for procreation, but but the reality is 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 once you look in the scripture, uh, that command is not there. It's it's okay to uh, uh, enjoy a uh, 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 finger. Uh, how do the kids say it? The the, the finger blasting. Uh, it's okay to enjoy those things inside the the, the constructs of marriage. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm probably going to hell for this episode. <laughs> you just tell me at the end of this everything you need taken out so that you don't get in trouble and it will be taken out. 
I think I'm I'm coming out of this pretty clean. <laughs> Speaking of Van Voskamp, <laughs> I'm I'm cruciform in my love. <laughs> All right, let's clean this up with a little. Uh... You know, I've done too much Alex Jones already, but this is like from the Alex Jones wing of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, WVW Online, which is Worldview uh, Web or something, TV and radio report. I don't know what it stands for. WVW mm-hmm. Online. Okay. And these guys are like to the right of Metaxas and Erickson and all of like the pro-Trump guys. Like these guys are just like, whoa, they're they're fun. If during time of peace a pastor won't call out by name socialist change agents that have infiltrated, okay, I, I, I got to do this in Alex Jones's voice. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, it has to be done. If during time of peace a pastor won't call out by name socialist change agents that have infiltrated evangelism, such as Tim Keller and company, then don't expect them to speak up in time of danger slash persecution of conservatives. Folks, this is how it went down in socialist Nazi Germany. <laughs> so many things there. Um, Again, maybe we should not have given Christian Twitter the increased characters. Right. How, why, why is it a pastor's job to call out <laughs> socialist change agents? Like, where is that? That commanded in the call of the pastor? Like, I, I think it's like one of those like uh, anecdotal theology things it's not in the bible but it's just gotten passed down like oh it's a shepherd's job to guard the flock from wolves you know you hear you hear things like that in churches sometimes but like yeah yeah i'm not sure that's exactly right it's just taking everything yeah way way too far and it's like if during a time of peace a pastor won't call out like so but that means that during a time of war, a pastor is more likely to call out socialist change agents. And such as Tim Keller, I don't know. And like that, that whole thing. Have you, I mean, how did Tim number, Keller become the face of like, he tweeted something that wasn't, wasn't even that scandalous. And then just got called out as a socialist, which even like pastors, like, Dudes that are that hate Tim Keller have been like that may be a bridge too far. Like I don't, I don't know what what conspiracy theorists. Like, I don't know where it started. Well, we know it probably boiled up from the the uh, the, the taint of Christianity pulpit and pen. Oh, oh. I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't even want to give them no. air because that's exactly what they want. But right. Um, yeah. yeah, but so, but so this is implying, like, of course, obviously, Tim Keller is a socialist change agent, which I don't even know what that term, like, that's a, that's a loaded term that has little to no meaning. And they're like, yeah, just in a time of peace. And, just, then, and don't expect them to speak up in times of danger and persecution of conservatives. And this is how it went down in socialist Nazi Germany. And like the implication being there. And I don't know. I know that's a whole discussion. I don't want to even open the can of worms, but like the difference between Nazis and socialists, like democratic socialists are not the same thing as 
like Marxist. I don't know. I, I just, just imagine Tim Keller just just like squinting at the screen with his beady little eyes <laughs> and just being like completely aghast of like how did how did this happen? Like what, what, what why am I a communist now? Like what what's going on? The number of, of leaps you got to make there, like both like in your theology and your politics and your <laughs> worldview. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's but so it's not even like Tim Keller. Like if so, if so, I'm a pastor. And if I'm not going to if I'm not willing to call out Tim Keller right now in a time of, quote unquote, peace, don't expect me to speak up <laughs> when conservatives are being persecuted later. Like. Okay. <laughs> what? It's what? What's the danger here? Like, so basically, they're saying if your pastor is not actively calling out Tim Keller, you need to find a different church. Like, what? Because they're not going to protect you later. That, that sort of narrows the list down just a, just a tad bit. Right. Like the only true churches are the ones that are calling out socialist pastors <laughs> during peace times. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that, that's that's a lot, um, which kind of so that was that was one that I had found that I just found ironic. Um, where did that go? Uh, oh, that Dr. Robert Jeffries, and I mean, so he's referencing the Kavanaugh stuff, which again, we won't we won't go too far into that. But his tweet is: "This is not a battle between Republicans and Democrats. It is a battle between good and evil." <laughs> and so, like the implications there, like you think this is about politics. <laughs> I don't know. And so like, it's the same mindset, I think, of just like, is it, he's not he's saying like, it's not it's not Republicans, Democrats. It's not about politics. It's good versus evil. <laughs> and like, he's a Republican thinking he's on the side of good and Democrats are on the side of evil. I don't know. I mean, just how much more divisive and like polarizing and scorched earth can it be like, <laughs> you know, because I think to... most people say this, but it's yeah, I don't know. And, okay. and not to be like a uh, like an even hander of you know everything's the same, but like you can go to the progressive parts of Christianity right now and hear the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely, like, this yeah. Is good. And that just like that just boggles me that like the same thing can be coming out of both wings of, of Christian culture right now. It's like this is just good versus evil. And yeah, which we say wow. we see kind of a theme of that today in, the, in all these tweets, like just taking the the polar extreme, like this, at whatever your issue is, this is not this versus that. It's actually good, good versus evil. This is God versus Satan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. So, well, I, I you you've made some late contributions on tweets. I did. I'd like to. Uh, well, they're yours. You can read them. But I'd like. Can you? Can you just go to the Kurt Cameron one, please? Because I, I I found that one very very. I'm very fond of that one. Kurt Cameron one. Okay. Scrolling. Okay. Um. Yeah. This one I just thought was interesting. I I I wanted to to pick on Kurt Cameron a little bit, and so I was going to his through his Twitter feed, which is like 99 percent 
just self-promotion and marketing. Like I've got this book coming out, this movie coming out, I was on this interview or whatever. Um, and so this was the most, like the closest to a personal tweet I could find of his. And it just says, and so it's still a promotion. He's promoting some kind of an event. But it says, imagine worshiping with Ben Carson, Francis Chan, passion, and tens of thousand ads of believers. Is that how you would pronounce that? Thousand, <laughs> thousand odds. So he, he misspells the word thousands and then like, get your tickets here. And so like there's so many things, <laughs> but it's, I, I did realize later after I looked at it, that it, it is from two years ago. So it's the, it's the month before the 2016 election. And so I guess Kirk Cameron was stumping for Ben Carson. So like that, but I thought because it, it wasn't that far down his timeline, so he just must not tweet that much. But I was like, Kirk Cameron's like hanging out with Ben Carson. <laughs> so I'm just doing the math here, Pastor Ritz. Yeah. If we take the word thousand thousand nads, uh huh. So we're talking about a thousand nads. <laughs> we're talking about five hundred guys. <laughs> I was homeschooled. That's homeschool math right there. <laughs> homeschool math. Yeah. Um, yeah, 500. So come hang out with 500 dudes. <laughs> Francis Chan, Ben Carson, and Passion. <laughs> Which, and not, not even like, not in, not clear that it's Passion, like, worship band. Like It's just a just, Passion CD from 1998. Passion. So, like, to me, this just really sounded like a trap. Like, Kurt Cameron's trying to trick you into going... <laughs> to this thing with like the weirdest lineup of, of speakers it's it's a francis chan hologram and a passion cd from 1998 and uh, ben carson's actually there he, he's there he's sitting in a chair but <laughs> and it's not it's not actually saying this is an event it's saying imagine like imagine what would happen if you could worship with ben carson and francis chan um, <laughs> And it's got it's only got thirty three retweets. It's from two years ago, so like thirty three people were like, "Yeah, I want to go to that." And and those thirty three are probably part of the five hundred dudes that were already going to be there. <laughs> right. as, as part of the thousand nads, he's got yeah. Because Kirk Cameron has a decent chunk of followers. I mean, I don't. I didn't remember. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. But he's he had he has more than thousands of followers. And out of all of them, we're like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not falling for this. <laughs> uh, I really, I really did make the 500 dudes joke there. Yeah, I'm no, that's that's a solid. I'm making good life choices here today. <laughs> okay, where do you want to go next? Uh, you tell me which of the which of the ones I found are are worth your time. I like the, uh, the the first James Dobson tweet you dug up. Okay. Uh, I'll let you read it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll riff on it. Wait, so the first one, okay, so it's all, he, he tweets a photo quote of, of his own, and then, but so his actual tweet is hashtag marriage matters, and this is a quote from himself. If your marriage is feeling stagnant, Try thinking like a teenager again. <laughs> Recall the craziness of your dating days, the coy attitudes, the flirting, the chasing after the prize. 
hashtag marriage matters. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, you go with this one, Matthew. Hey, Jimmy, the dating days were miserable. And you know why? Because <laughs> the prize was off limits, buddy. <laughs> that was abject terror and misery. I don't want to go back to that. No, thanks. Right. This was, this was from yesterday. This was yesterday. Yesterday evening. So like less than like 12 hours ago is when he tweeted this. Um, chasing yeah, after the prize. Yeah, it'd be like Wiley Coyote chasing after the roadrunner. You ain't going right. to get it. If things are feeling stagnant, think like a teenager again. Like... <laughs> Being coy and flirting and chasing after each other. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and can you manufacture that? And because I mean, I think half of that is is the chasing after the prize. Like, if you're speaking to a Christian audience, it's like all of that is because, like, of the withholding, right? Like, well, the, well you can, but you're going to have bruised bodies and, and hard <laughs> decisions and big messes to deal with. Excellent callback. <laughs> Okay, so and I wanted, I loved that. Okay, so that by itself has got some absurdity to it for sure. But then, like, not this was was less than it was like a week before that he tweets this, and so similar. I think most of what he does is these like photo quotes of himself. This one has a picture of him. The other one had a picture of like two young people riding bicycles and laughing at each other. This one has a picture of him smiling at you creepily. But it says the overall objective during the final pre-adolescent period is to teach the child that actions have inevitable consequences. (laughs) Hashtag parent well. Hashtag your legacy matters. So just like so that one is saying you need to. I, I read it almost as like you need to beat your kids, which I mean, spanking is something he's an advocate of and whatever. There's a discussion to be had there. But he's saying, like, your job as a parent when your kids are teenagers is to, like, force them to understand that their actions have consequences. And that's parenting advice. And then a week later, he says, if your marriage is stagnant and you need to act like a teenager, <laughs> like an undisciplined. Yeah, he's like, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, not go, let's not go too far. Make sure they, you know, they, they, can, they can act like teenagers, but let's not get crazy with it. Do you, yeah, do you see? I think there's there's some. I like the irony. It's as much as anything, but <laughs> yeah, like beat beat that beat the coy attitudes, flirting and chasing after the prize out of your kids. But then remember what that feels like whenever <laughs> things are getting stale in the bedroom. <laughs> like it's it's bad when it's happening because your your actions have consequences. <laughs> but later, it's something you can. Call recall back up to spice up your marriage. I want James Dobson to read the marriage bed account and just get his reaction from it. What if he is the marriage bed account? Like, what if that's his release valve? Uh, you want to run that back and use a, use a, use a, uh, a different different phrase? Um, okay. Um, yeah. I, I recant nothing. That's <laughs> that, that's why you belong on FSBT. You, you apologize for nothing. No. At, at one point, I was trying. I tried really hard to do a James Dobson impersonation, but he's he's really difficult to do. Oh yeah, he's got a weird cadence. He, he really really does. Uh, 
so I kind of gave up on it. And my my new project is is I'm working on a Russell Moore impersonation. Mm, that's good. Yeah, so, just yeah. solid impressions of people that nobody knows what they actually sound like. Uh, it's like, such a small niche corner of the evangelical world. Begin with the niche. Everybody <laughs> on this podcast says niche except me, but that's fine. <laughs> Hey, but the seven people who listen to this will know who Russell Moore is and will know what he sounds like. So okay. We, okay. we we live to serve the, the, the dozen people who, who listen to us. That's that's what we're all about on Fun Sexy Bible Time. The thousand ads of followers that you have. We're going to get 500 dudes to listen to us. It'll be a thousand ads. <laughs> oh. Who are these phantom theologians like arguing that Adam and Eve weren't allowed to finger bang each other? Like, 